Welcome to Schools of Thought, a podcast by Ed Essentials. In this episode, I talk with my friend Aaron Myers, and we catch up about virtual teaching, how it's been going, um, and I'm hybrid teaching, so I talk a little bit about my experiences thus far. We share our trials, our tribulations, as well as a lot of our victories and successes as this school year has progressed. So I really hope you take something away from this. I'm sure there is something that you can relate to in this episode, and I really hope you enjoy. done something wrong and it's like no we just want to like make sure everyone's okay and so it's it's really interesting kind of navigating through those waters yeah what's been like what's been your biggest victory from this whole situation like what's been the thing that you are are most proud of this from this entire like like covid teaching era and like it's still happening it's like your biggest victory might have you know maybe is yet to come like what's been the biggest thing that you are proud of so far? Ah, goodness. That's a really great question. Um, I think like for me personally, being proud of knowing that this year it's okay to have it look different and it's okay to take a step back. Like I will be fully honest with you. When we first started, I was still trying to cram in a semester worth of work and to, because ultimately like the instructional minutes are about the same. Mm -hmm but it's so different. Like there is so much extra going on right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of myself for finally, like it did take me a couple of weeks, but finally realizing like the breadth is not as important as the depth. And I've known that in the past, but whenever you shift, whether it's a grade or, you know, um, whatever it might be a subject matter, or like in this case with a pandemic, these are things like it's teaching in a pandemic. They never taught us how to do that. That's <laughs> not something that you like take methods classes on, right? Like you're not like, okay, what's going to happen? That class. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and so I, I think I'm proud of myself for adapting. And I also am super proud of all the teachers that I've seen like adapting to it as well and taking off that like pressure that we put on ourselves because as teachers, we put so much pressure on ourselves to like, it needs to look a certain way or it needs to, you know, this needs to get done today. But something that I think is really cool to see is teachers really stepping into that relationship building and realizing like, or just reinforcing, um, you know, the importance of that. And I see kids like reach out and, um, and really grasp because they need that connection more than ever. They're not getting it with their kid with their own friends, even, you know, right. it's like different. So yeah. that would be, that'd be like the thing that I'm most proud of. And I think also just, getting more creative with things like 
you know, I do like those funny attendance questions. And I was like, do the kids really like this? Or am I just like kind of having fun on my own? And it's like those things that we try that we might think are a little silly, but then the kids actually really love them. Like I saw you dressing up with your like men in black. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like so creative. And so uh, same for you. Like what has been, what has been your biggest, like, you know, um, accomplishment or, or feeling like with this? Yeah, I think it's a similar sentiment to what you were saying. Like, I really am starting to understand, like, what is, at the end of the day, what's the most important thing um, for my students? Um, So, like, lesson planning wise, it's very, it's a good practice and good exercise, like, with this pandemic happening to be like, okay, does this really matter? Yes, no. Okay, if, if not, why am I doing it? Like, trim the fat. And so, like I, it's been a really good reflecting, like reflective opportunity for me to say, okay, what I was I just doing this lesson just to like fill time, or was I actually doing this lesson to teach something? And again, like it goes to your your statement of like breadth versus depth, and I feel like I'm getting deeper into like the the content that matters, um, and I feel like me as I'm only a second year teacher, and so I'm trying to see improvement in my own practice for how am I engaging kids? How am I, you know, making my content standard aligned and all that stuff. But then how am I like tracking their learning and making sure that they are like following through and, and, and making progress. Um, and so doing that sort of reflective practice in my head each day has been very, very helpful um, just for a, a content perspective, um, but also a relationship perspective because, you know, like, if I'm not doing this lesson for a purpose and like I can spend this time building a relationship or I'm going to, I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, an entire class period to do a restorative circle to get feedback on, you know, what's working for kids and what's not. Um, because that to me is much more valuable than talking about, you know, one of the 80 different types of energies that you can talk about, <laughs> you know, for our, our energy unit. So yeah. Like, yeah, it's been a really good exercise and reflection each day of, okay, what really matters? What is this? What's the purpose behind this? Um, And am I doing this for like a reason? Um, Yeah. And so, and it kind of goes to what you were saying too, about just teachers being creative. Um, I I don't feel as bad about cutting things anymore. Like teachers always feel like they got to fit everything in no matter how much Mm -hmm. time they're given, which is just completely unreasonable. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely feel less bad about <laughs> cutting that off. Um, because like we were just talking about all the struggles that our kids are going through, whether it's technology, personal home life, whatever, like you trying to like force feed curriculum is not going to help that situation. Um, and one of the big, you know, takeaways from the sort of circles that I've been doing with my kids is less is more. Um, and like a missing assignment, uh, this year is much harder to recover from than any other year. Like normally it'd be, yeah. okay, you're missing work, just show up the next day and we'll get it done, you know, right. type deal. But now like kids, and especially for us in hybrid, you know, kids show up Monday, Tuesday, maybe they miss an assignment or two and then they go home while well, they're not getting nearly the support from teachers or the support from parents or whatever to get that work done. So then they show up again that following Monday or Tuesday and then they're a week, two weeks behind, you know, on mm-hmm. work. And it's like, it's much, much harder to recover from like missing work. Um, and so less is more. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's been my and, big takeaway. And I think it's ultimately like a win-win too, because I know that 
even preparing lessons, regardless of your, if you're hybrid, virtual, or face-to-face, -face, it's very different than the past. And it takes more time. Mm -hmm. I, I know I, I like tracked it at the beginning of the year where I set a timer for an hour and I was like, okay, how long, how much can I get done in an hour? And I was like halfway through designing this lesson and trying to make it engaging. I'm like, I cannot, this is not sustainable. Like I can't do this. And so I think like it's a win-win when we cut some more stuff out, like you said too, and just, you know, the kids are going to be happier. We're going to be less stressed. It's less, and this might sound bad, but it's like less for us to grade and look at too. Yeah. Like ultimately, because I was just like every day I was like, oh my gosh, I need to look through, you know, all these, all this work from today. And I was like, this is not, this is not really helpful. Like I'm going through it quickly. I'm not providing, a, you know, really specific feedback. So it's not really helping the kids and I'm stressed out and I'm rushing them to get through things like, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't feasible. And so, you know, something else that I think has been really helpful is um, understanding too, when you're virtual, whether fully or, or half the time, um, it's very different because like you had kind of mentioned, like when students miss work or, you know, even if they're working on something, when you're with them, you can walk up to them and give them on the spot feedback. Like you can say, oh, I noticed this here, try this. But when you're virtual, that all comes out to like typing or mm -hmm. recording your voice. And it takes yeah. like three to five times as long to like say the same thing that you could have just said to them in person. Right. Yeah. And of course we don't want to call them, you know, we're not going to say on like the zoom call, oh, by the way, so-and-so you need to do this. Like I don't do that, you know, cause yeah. it's, you know, we want to keep that, you know, that privacy for the kids too, and not mm -hmm. put them on blast, but it's so different. And so Something else that's helped me is like I batch my time now. So for example, like on Fridays and I'll start with Friday because that's like when I plan for the next week. Uh, obviously, I have like a scope and sequence, but mm -hmm. Friday, I kind of like map out the next week for my sixth and seventh graders. And then Saturday, Sunday, I, I do like right now I am putting a couple hours in during the weekend just because it's new. And I think like right. when you're a newer teacher, you, you do put in more time, right? Because you're getting the flow and we're mm -hmm. all new this year, right? So I put in a couple hours just to prep like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then when we start school, like Monday, Tuesday, I grade and check work and give feedback. Wednesday, I prep the rest of the week. And then Thursday, I check it again. And it's like, it saved me so much time because before I was trying to do all of it right. <laughs> every single day. Constantly, all the time. And it's nonstop. And that's just, yeah, you're going to burn out super quickly. And if you're feeling burnt out, your kids are probably feeling twice as burnout from like all the work. Um, oh, Yeah. So it's like, we have to be willing to say, yep, that doesn't matter. So we're just not going to do that. Like, right. <laughs> you have right. to be able to cut that off um, and really make it meaningful and purposeful. And you found a system that works for you too. Mm -hmm. um, and I, so. I mean, it, like, obviously it has to adjust for people, but that's something like I've been sharing with coworkers too, and just friends and stuff, because, you know, a lot of us are trying to you know, look at student work every single day, you mm -hmm. know, we're trying to like plan and get ready for the next day. And, and so it's just, you know, it, that can work for some people, you know, like it, they might have a system down. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you got to find, you got to, you know, move your schedule around and figure out what works for you. you right. Know? So what's the, cause we're about what, four or five months in now. No. Yeah. Yeah. Three months. Three Wait, months. Yeah, three months. <laughs> I was like, oh my feels, gosh, five. <laughs> feels like feels like four or five months. It does. So yeah, we're does. about three months in. And, you know, obviously you're virtual, you know, I'm hybrid. What are like thinking about like say we we fast forward like a year from now 
and we're back to normal, hopefully. <laughs> Crossing our fingers. <laughs> fingers crossed. Like, absolutely. What is one thing that you think will stick um, in terms of like the education system and, or like your school in, in terms of practice um, that wasn't originally part of your schooling, like your, your practice before, um, like post pandemic? Ooh, great question. I love all these questions, man. You're on it. You're on Ryan. it. Um, I love it. I love it. I think um, you kind of spoke to it earlier, um, having more of that reflection time. You know, we, we do check-ins with students and I've done restorative practices, but I think checking in at the end of each week and asking students how they felt it went um, and really making it, you know, one thing that I've really pushed this year uh, to make really, really clear to students is every week's the new week. So if you had an off week and you didn't turn in work, like come Monday, be on your A game. Like, let's not worry too much about it unless there was like a big summative assessment, which, you know, um, is not usually the case until the end. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, this is a new week, bring it. And I, I really just think that's so important. Um, and I definitely didn't do that as much um, before. So I think having a Friday reflection, I've also incorporated uh, 20 minutes on Fridays for like catch up time or like connection yeah. time. So it, students like, um, if they need time to catch up, like they'll go in their own breakout room. If they are done with things, they'll stay on with me in the main room um, and they can chit chat and connect with each other. And I, I think that's also been really, really helpful. Um, Cause you know, we, we both said like, sometimes we do feel like it's kind of rushed and the weeks, you know, um, students might not show up one day and instead of them stressing on trying to make it up on their own, having like catch up time at the end of the week has been really, really helpful. So I definitely think something... I'm going to incorporate that. Is that something that you decided to do? Or is that something that your whole school does or? I just decided. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, so we, um, we're expected, our classes are 80 minutes. Mm -hmm. We're expected to be live at least 50 minutes. I'm live the whole time, even if they're working independently, because I mm -hmm. put them in their own breakout rooms. That way I can support them. But I just decided after like the first two weeks when I realized that some kids were just falling into that pattern of not finishing things. I just decided to do that. And um, also during that time we do like dojo swap. So you know, at the beginning of the year, do you use class dojo at all? Mm -mm. So class dojo is a free app. Um, you can basically, it's like you can track participation points. Like you can actually track attendance there too. Parents can connect. You can message them. It does translations, all the things. So oh, wow. it's really cool. Um, and so like I track points for engagement and participation. Um, something that I actually did too is on zoom. I don't know if you know this cause I just learned it. Maybe, you know, but like when you have the chat feature set up, you can either choose whether they can chat, they don't chat, or they can only chat to you. Oh, I did not know um, that. Yeah. So like when you open up the chat, there's like three dots. And so I just learned this recently. So I actually, in the beginning, I started so everyone can chat together and like say hi to each other when class starts. But then I switch it so that they only share it to me because then when we're asking questions and we're having discussions, students like will still share. Um, I found in the past that like someone would share in the chat and a kid would read it and they were going to say the same thing. So they don't. And it's like, I want to encourage them to just keep sharing their thoughts. Um, we do have a lot of Wi-Fi issues, so we don't, mm. I don't have their cameras on. I don't require that because it does totally slow, slow down. down. Oh my gosh. It was, it was crazy. One day I was like, like a student was trying to speak with their microphone and I said, okay, hold on, turn off your video. Let me turn off mine. And then it clear as day, like yeah. clear as day could hear them. It's so crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, you know, so 
but yeah, so I track participation points and that was all based on um, like our class agreement that we set up in the beginning. Like, what do you want to earn points for? Being on time for class, participating in the chat. Um, they wanted to earn like double points if they participated with their microphone off. I was like, I love it. Great. Like, <laughs> let's do it. Um, and then I usually don't do negative points, but my classes all wanted negative points. So they're oh. like, we want negative points if we're late and we don't tell you. And I said, okay, like, and I actually brought that up. I was like, hey, well, what if like you're late, but it was because you had Wi-Fi issues? They're like, well, we'll message you. And if we message you, you don't take a point away. But if we don't, uh -huh. like you take a point away. I was like, yeah. okay, like, sure. Okay, that's fine. Um, you know, like they lose a point if they're, if they like misuse the chat, they, you know, they came up with all these things. So um, on Fridays now during that catch up time and stuff they have access to their points and they can trade it out for like I mail them stickers like I've got water bottle stickers or they can trade it out for like 20 minutes of free time for the next week or um even like the big bonus is like 200 points um and I'll like mail them a book like I'll send them a book oh, through wow. Amazon or like a school supply or things like that so that's been really really fun too and I definitely like I've used class dojo in the past as well but I also think I will use it more um and they also have like a, a team goal too. So like if they get to a thousand points, then they get like a, a free class time where they like, they tell me what they want to do and we'll do yeah. like a game or something like that. So wow, um, it's, a, it's a lot, but it's, it's working. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say like, that sounds like it's functioning really well. And the student, mm -hmm. like the students are taking ownership over it. And so yeah. that's a huge thing. It's like, how do you get yeah. kids to be responsible and engaged in their learning when they're you know, sitting at home on a computer, like they might not be in the school mindset. And so mm -hmm. having those things like class dojo that are uh, engaging them mm -hmm. to like behave how you want them to behave during a class period um, and, yeah. to take, and to take ownership of, your, of their learning too. It's like, yeah, it's okay if you show up late, like you just got to tell me. It's like, yeah. that, it's that functioning skills, um, like those leader like, skills, those adult skills um, 100%. that you need. And so it's just like, that is super, super helpful. Like, I wish we were doing something like that. Now you make me think of like what I yeah. need. Yeah, um, and I would recommend, so like another cool thing, and then I want to hear from you too, like what, what you want to impl implement more, like once mm -hmm. we go back to quote unquote normal. Um, but with Class Dojo too, when you give them points or take away, it gives you the opportunity to leave a note. So something else is like the student said, well, if we don't turn in our work on time, we want to lose a point. But then when we turn it in, we can gain that point back. Mm. So now like what's really cool is I can select, I can multi-select kids and let's say they didn't turn in their quick rights at the end of the week. I take away a point and then I can note it and it sends it to the parents. So the parents will mm -hmm. see like, oh, they're missing work. This is what they're missing. And so it makes communication a lot easier too. Um, wow. and like, there's like a sound, there's like a sound when they, you get a positive point and a sound when you get a negative. So they're all like listening. Cause I'm like, Oh, great job. Cool. Click like bonus point. You know, they're like, Oh wait, you, I just heard a negative. What was that for? Like, did I do something? I'm like, no, <laughs> you're fine. Um, but that's it's, so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's actually been really, really nice. Like, and the yeah. kids love it, you know? And um, it's so cute to see, like, they're like, okay, how many points do I have? I had a student the other day. He's like, so do you have Marvel stickers? I was like, of course I have Marvel stickers. Like what kind of Marvel character are you looking for? And I like spread them all out and took pictures and he's like, oh, I want this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I, I send them a, send them in the mail with like a nice card and like a nice little note and stuff. And it's another great way to build that connection with them too. Oh my gosh. So. You're doing wonderful things. That <laughs> hey, you know, we share these things because like, you know, it's just, it's so helpful. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I think that whatever we find helps, we definitely got to share cause 
Yeah. yeah. Cause like there's no, there's no roadmap. And so we are creating the roadmap as we go. And so like the more we can share, the more we can connect on different ideas, the better. A hundred percent. And what about you? Like, what have you felt that you you've kind of incorporated more right now that you want to definitely keep going when we return? Yeah, I think, I think just options. Um, and I feel like that's a very common like teacher, like good teacher practice is providing options for learning. Um, but especially for, and just for context, we're moving to SRG next year. And mm. so doing the one, two, three, four grading system, um, which I'm okay. excited about, um, but it's all about mastery of the skill, right? So it's like, yeah. however you can show me mastery, that's what like ultimately is important. And so this year, like I'm really trying to think about, you know, what are ways that I can provide assessments and assignments that can be done in a variety of ways. Um, and so like if a kid is really, really struggling with, you know, responding through writing, you know, why would you force them to like only do that and not give them an option? Maybe they can do mm -hmm. it fl through Flipgrid and talk through it with me. Um, or, you know what I mean? Like, so thinking about different ways we can provide options. Um, I haven't been very good about implementing it like consistently, mm -hmm. um, but like providing them a variety of, of tools and um, options to uh, explore like as we go throughout a unit. So it's not all like writing, 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 writing. Um, right. Like you don't want to beat them over the head with like, okay, you're just going to be doing cami all the time. Right. They scribble on this and like, good luck every single time. <laughs> um, so providing options, I think is something that will definitely be carried over into next year. Um, and I also think like being able to connect with kids virtually and give them like video resources, mm -hmm. um, like, so many teachers like going into this school year, I feel like we're afraid um, to record themselves, to like do tutorials and things like that. And so now I feel like that is so comfortable for people. It's just like, okay, I'm going to do like a quick two minute loom video or screencastify or whatever you use. Um, and there you go. Like, so now it makes, I'm, I'm very interested to see how classrooms change this next year because um, before it would be very much like the teacher, like, sage on the stage type style where, you know, right. are the ones explaining everything. And now it can be like kids coming to your class, your starter could be them watching a two minute video of you talking through the activity. And mm -hmm. then they do, you know, blended learning stations or whatever you want to do. And so I'm very interested to see how the flexibility of the teacher and like how we use our time within a class period changes. Cause now we've got yeah. all these virtual resources. We've got all these things that we've been stockpiling. And so hopefully you would think that, we can reuse them <laughs> later on. Right. And that we don't just yeah. swing back the other way. Um, yeah. I think that would be a disservice to everything that we're doing this year. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something that I keep like in the back of my head as I've been teaching this year is like, okay, if I'm, if I plan this out this way right now, maybe I can utilize it in a, you know, in a blended learning style later on. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Got a long and I way. think, I think that's a really good point too. You know, I, I, something that I've thought about is, um, you know, when we are back in the classroom, um, even having it set up where I have like the, my computer recording the lesson as we're going through it and putting that on Google classroom later on for kids to revisit if they need to, mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, you know, I had the other day, we had a scheduled power outage on Friday. We had a scheduled power outage for all the, the school. Before. 
<laughs> it was it was one of the cable companies, which I'm not okay. a huge fan of. Um, but it was like, yeah, you might not be able to connect to the internet between 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. We're like, how does that how is that going to affect our school day? Huh? Let's see. <laughs> you know. Now and you really so, have a snow day. <laughs> right, right. It's like our first snow day. <laughs> um, no, like we were still expected to teach and stuff, but it was like, okay, you know, I told the students that showed up, hey, just so you know, I'm recording the lesson today because there are students that aren't able to attend. And so I want them to be able to catch up to it um, whenever they do have access. And so I think using those resources will be huge. And I think I, that is one thing I'm really grateful for is I think we've all learned a lot more about technology and the different resources. Um, are you familiar with Nearpod at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, I, like they just they just added the like the speech um, option oh, so I students didn't see can that. record. Yeah, like so now you know there's like the open-ended questions and like the interactive things you can put, but now they have like an audio recording option where students like can just record what they want to say. That's amazing. Yeah, I am a pro Nearpod uh, teacher. I love Nearpod, um, but I, I don't utilize it to its fullest extent. I don't think I've I usually tip I usually use it for like exit tickets and things like that just to get really quick data. Um, Cause mm. it doesn't, it graphs yeah. it out and everything. So that's visual for me, which helps, but yeah, I need to do the, the text version. My dad will use it too. And he, what, cause he's also a science teacher. And so he likes seeing them draw models and stuff like live. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he was talking to me the other day. He's like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Watching them all draw at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> he's hundred percent virtual too. Um, oh, okay. I was going to ask how he was doing and how things were going for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, you know, 30 year veteran teacher, but he's like, super on it in terms of technology and really wants to try and change things. Um, he's always changing his classroom and like, you know, that's like what I want to be, you know, like 30 years in. Um, mm -hmm. So he was very, very uh, willing and open to uh, go virtual and like change what he needed to do. Um, yeah. yeah, he's, he's loving it. Good. Like, yeah, he's, he doesn't have too many, uh, you know, I don't think he, he has all the typical hiccups, you know, with virtual learning yeah. and stuff, but you no, know, he, he likes it. He's like, yeah. I got a long drive to work, Hunter, like two minutes from my bedroom. I'm like, <laughs> All right, man, I get it. <laughs> Rolling out of bed. Yeah. Nice. And it is very grateful. It also is like kind of a mind trip, though, like mentally, mindset wise. I have to like go through a whole thing of, OK, I'm at my desk. I am working right now. And, you know, like yeah. my desk is in the same area as my kitchen and my living room. And so, you know, <laughs> I think like creating those, you know, mentally or physically, like those separations so you can separate work mm -hmm. from your personal life too. Cause that was like, you know, I'd be sitting at the couch and then I'd look over at my computer and I'm like, Oh, I got some grading I have to do. Nope. <laughs> out of, like, nope, nope. Like this is your time. Yeah. Take a break. You and know? we're adults, so. like we're professionals and that's what we're thinking of. And like, we expect our kids to do the same. Like, yes. we, well, yeah, we struggle with it. Like can only imagine how much a 12 year old struggles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that one thing that's been really, really cool probably the best thing um, of this is that, you know, I took time to get kids novels and I have gotten like, so that they can actually have something in their hands. And it's been so fun to like say, okay, everyone, we're taking 15 minutes today to like read, get your book out. We're reading. And like, I read, they read. I've gotten like probably 10 different pictures from parents through class dojo of their, they they've taken pictures of their kids, like sitting on the couch, reading their books. Wow. And I'm like, Yay! <laughs> you know, I think the kids want to break from the screen too. They're like, I just like, I need a yeah. break. So, oh my gosh, yes, they're like, yeah. and that's like, duh. You sit, sit at a screen for like eight hours. You're probably gonna get tired of it every single day. So, right. and that's that goes. That's a perfect circle back to kind of what we were starting with. Is like, 
yeah, that's not necessarily like a standard, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that you have to teach to, but that's so necessary for you to do. Like for your kids, they need that. You need that to be able to keep going. Yeah. And, and you know what, I will tell you, like, kind of going back to that question of like, you know, what have you done that you want to continue to do? Like me actually independent reading with the kids is definitely something because in the classroom, I would still have them read, but I would be like, of course, teachers got a zillion things to do. So I'd Mm -hmm. be like, you know, doing things at my desk. And it's like for a reading teacher, if I'm going to stress the importance of independent reading, the kids have to see me do it too. Like, I can't just like tell them to do it and then be like, oh yeah, I do it in the morning. You just don't see me do it. No, like they need to see us do those things, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I always didn't like the teacher that would be like, okay, you do this while I'm just going to answer emails and like do whatever. And maybe they're grading and doing whatever. But like to me as a kid, I was like, oh, that's not fair. (laughs) Yeah. And and full full transparency. Like I was, I was definitely, you know, because we want, you know, especially being ELA teacher, it's like you want the kids to read and you want to give them that time to, but like, you know, it's like they do, they look at you and they're like, what are you doing? And why aren't you like, why aren't you taking a break too? And like reading with us, you know? So right, right. Um, that's been huge. It's been super huge. I know. So what do you think? Oh, no, I was going to ask, go I was going to ask. Um, so like, what has been your, what's your biggest takeaway so far? Like mm. just in general, I think let's, let's focus on like mindset. Like I was what has... you and I are on the same way. Like, <laughs> I was just going to ask about that. Yeah. Like what has been your biggest like takeaway in regards to mental health mindset or like a mindset shift that you've had to do with this new learning? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, Cause you could go so many different ways with it. Like just wrapping our head around this whole situation to begin with was such a struggle for me and for so many teachers. And so now, like I'm a very positive person and I say that all the time. Um, and I think there's like, there's been this weird uh, sort of attack on like positivity right now. It's yeah. like the, the whole toxic positivity thing is an issue for people. It's like, yeah, I know we're so stressed out, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't tell me to like take time for myself when you're asking me to do all these things. And like, yeah. that's, to me, that's a little backwards um, because ultimately it's up to you, like how you mm-hmm. perceive that. Like, what else is a, t- a person supposed to say? Like, don't take right. time for yourself. Like, <laughs> what do you, right. you know what I mean? And so for me, yeah. I, I guess I don't take that as seriously, um, you know, as other people. But I think in terms of mindset, the biggest takeaway for me is like, positivity is ultimately up to you. Um, and like, for example, with our team, you know, we've been struggling with like, it's really easy to get sidetracked to talk about, you know, the technology issues or the, you know, this student didn't show up today for X, Y, Z reason. And, you know, it's easy to like talk about all that stuff, but then you get sidetracked um, on like what's really important. And that's like student progress and like, how are you supporting mm-hmm. your kids? And so it's, it's not necessarily like just pure positivity. It's like, okay, what are we doing about this? You know, mm-hmm. like you have, a, you, you have that, positive attitude going on in the background of your head but you're focused on like the progress and like how you're supporting your kids and so like it's very easy to just talk about the problems and talk about the issues and right like you could also just be super excited all the time and like yeah we're just going through this we're just gonna keep going right. <laughs> how it goes um, but yeah. then you're not actually like addressing anything tangible you know what I mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for me it's been like a a dual sort of mindset where it's, I'm going to be positive about, you know, anything that comes my way, but I'm also going to be making sure that I'm 
like there's action steps like put in place to address things that are coming up and to so we don't feel like we're just going through this with um without a direction does that make sense right. yeah it yeah. does it does absolutely and i Side note, I'm sorry, Nova's like, I'm sure you can hear him a little oh, bit in the background. I heard like, Nova. You know, sorry about that. No, you're you know, good. He tries to act Nova tough, was agreeing. Know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, totally. Exactly. He always knows. He always yeah. knows. Um, yeah. And you know what? So I'm so glad you brought that up because honestly, that's kind of been like, I've been kind of stuck a little bit in like the, you know, I, I always, I just, I'm, I'm like you, like, always try to see the positive in things. Like, I just feel like there's so much to be grateful for. There's so much chaos going on in the world and there's so many horrible things. And so I always try to just like think about the positives. And then you do have teachers that are just really, really struggling in that like negative mindset and, and their feelings are real. Like it's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel angry even, you know, because we know that with some districts, they really aren't making decisions with the teacher's health and the student's health in mind. They're not. And I just, I like, I, it's just been a struggle, honestly, to want to show up and bring that positive light. And then also like recognize that people are struggling and not to like discredit any privilege or not to discredit, like, you know what I mean? And so, and you know, it's, I was re I'm, I'm reading this book, um, by Brene Brown. Um, gosh, what is it? The names skip, like I'm blanking on it right now. Daring greatly. It's a, it's the one about leading, um, mm-hmm. dare to lead, dare to lead. Oh, That's dare to lead. It. Got it. Dare to lead. And, and so she talks about like empathy and like empathy is you don't have to like solve someone's problems. You can understand and you can feel for them and not try to solve their problems. And like, for me, I always want to just like offer like an idea or a suggestion, but you know, sometimes people just aren't in that mindset at that moment to get that, that um, information. They're not necessarily open to it. And so I think just like, you know, for teachers, you know, if you're feeling great, like celebrate it, you know, don't worry about the other individuals because really, you know, I've been there, like I've, I've gotten stuck in a really negative thinking like mindset, you know, and, and when you're in that mindset, you can have people kind of share, but you have to want to change that mindset to really Mm -hmm. be open to like any suggestions or anything like that. And so I think, you know, feelings are real and it's okay to feel however you feel. But as a teacher, we do have to put that aside when we show up for our students and we have to bring that energy because they feed off of it. And if a, if a teacher is really upset and they haven't like, you know, found a way to kind of put that on the back burner just while they're teaching students, like it's going to show up in the student's behavior as well. And so I think that's been something for me, like on the days where I wake up and I'm just not in the best mood, like that happens. There could be frustrations, but we do need to bring that, that grateful positive lens and, and try to see the good through all the frustration. Um, and so I think that's really important for kids too, because we could sit there and we could rant on and on about, you know, the Wi-Fi and this is not fun and this is awful and this is not teaching and all the things that we might be thinking in our mind, but that's not going to help the kids. And, you know, I just think that like, it's so interesting. I, I've noticed that too. I think a lot of teachers have noticed like the, the weird, like, you know, it's almost yes. divided. Like yeah. we have, you know, like you're, you kind of see, like, I hate using the word true colors. Cause it's like, it has like a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of are seeing like how people respond to adversity and mm-hmm. ultimately you are in control, like of your own, your own attitude about it. Um, like, like you were saying, you can empathize as much as you can for somebody, but 
ultimately that teacher has to be willing to adjust or change or what do whatever they need to do to overcome it. Mm -hmm. Um, like we, you know, me as a positive person, I can only do so much to like understand, to help. I have ideas, I have things to share, but like you said, I can't like really force them to do anything about it. It ultimately is up to them to decide, Hey, I'm not going to look at this as a obstacle. You know, Jonathan Alsheimer talked about this on one of my episodes is like, Mm -hmm. look at it as an opportunity, not an obligation. Like, yeah, you got to do zooms all day. Great. Mm -hmm. How are you going to make that worthwhile? Like, how are you going to engage your kids today? Um, like look at it as an opportunity and not something that you're being forced to do. Even if you are being forced yeah. to do it, like it, we're, we're all dealing with adversity. And so like complaining and, and getting stuck in your own uh, negative mindset about, and it could be about like little things like Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, right. the Wi-Fi was horrible today. And then it just ruins your day. Like you can't let that happen. Like you can't let that set you back mentally and emotionally. Right. Um, Yeah. And it's like, you can take, you can take a little bit of time to go through that emotion. Like we're not just saying like, Oh, there's Wi-Fi issues. Like you shouldn't feel frustrated. Right. You can feel frustrated, but don't let that affect your whole experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, similar, you know, I, I always remember this about a year ago. I was with my friends in San Clemente. It's like a beachy town. And there was this guy, this homeless guy, and he would take, he would climb the palm trees and he would peel off the palms and he would create these ro- beautiful roses, like, and he would give them to people for like trying to raise some money so that he could eat. And so what, we were walking down the street and he's like, Hey, come over here, you know, and we're all like, okay, like, sure. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Like there were three of us. So it wasn't yeah. just like one-on-one, um, you know, cause we gotta be careful. Right. But, um, on his, he had a skateboard and on his skateboard, it said like, um, you don't have to do anything. You get to do things. And it's like that simple shift of like, you don't have to do it. You get to do it. And how can we bring that positive spin to it? So I don't have to hop on zoom and teach my kids. I get to, and I get to learn a little bit more about them and navigate through this experience with them. Mm-hmm. And so just like that subtle little change of like have to versus get to, yeah. um, I think also can kind of just help and words have such power. So, you know, it's like those little things that we can do and, Um, you know, you brought up just like how we, how we handle adversity. And if we want our students to have those skills, we also have to show them how we Mm -hmm. tackle through those things and how we persevere. Um, because if they see us getting frustrated and we give up and we're just like, you know, we're like, okay, fine. You know, I I've heard, I don't know any teachers personally, but I've heard of teachers where they get so frustrated. They're like, okay, we're done with class. And they like sign off and they're like, we're done. And it's like, you can't, you can't do that. First of all, contract, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, and then second of all, like, j- just think about that. Like you're showing your kids, you're showing your students that if something gets hard, it's okay to just give up. And, and you know, that's not, that's not what we want to no. be teaching. And and if, like, if you are right, you need to model it. And if you are feeling frustrated, like so are your kids. Mm-hmm. And they're feeling it like twice as heavy as you are. So mm-hmm give yourself like some space or some time, whatever you need to do to figure it out. Um, But again, like I've been stuck on this thing where it's, you know, I feel like I would be the person, like if you put me in a, in a school building, I'm going to be positive no matter what. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm new, I'm young, whatever. Um, So I'm like, I'm more willing to try new things. I'm more willing to adapt and just kind of go with the flow because that's, I'm just used to that. Yeah. Um, And so, but I don't want teachers that are in, would be in my position that are like the, the go-getters, the ones that want to model positivity and be a, be like a good role model for their kids to get 
bogged down by other teachers that are, oh, well, that person's just, they're just positive all the time. Like, you know what right. I mean? And like, right. you can't, so you cannot depend on, <laughs> like, you, you can't depend on other people to like control or to like lift you up for your attitude. Like that, some of that has to come from so you, true. like recognize it, understand that it's hard. Um, find someone else who might be an expert in that area or like be willing to ask for help. Um, mm -hmm. Like that's been one thing I've been doing so much is like, oh, wow, this works really well for you. I'm going to steal that right now because that is amazing right. what you're doing. Like your whole class dojo thing. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to use that now because that yeah. is amazing. And so right. we cannot let like our ego of like how we used to do things or teach things before um, like control what we're doing now. But yeah. it's different and it has to be different. And so if we understand and we just um, accept that it is different, like that allows us to get over that hump a little bit easier and start mm -hmm. bringing in changes, start bringing in new things because we're only three months in. <laughs> and it could either get a lot better, it could get a lot worse. So like, yeah, you control your fate and your destiny of how this school year goes. So absolutely, might as well be, be positive about it and be willing to change. Right. Yeah. And like two final things I'll say about that too, is that like, it's okay to, it, you know, and I, that's something that I love about you is like, you're always so positive, always like look for the positives. I think too, that that's can be challenging for some teachers. And I think it's a great learning lesson that if you're getting frustrated and you're on a zoom call or whatever it might be, like show your students how to self-regulate say like, Hey, you know what? I need to take a few breaths. Like give me two minutes. Just everyone kind of like take a moment. Let's take some deep breaths and show how to self-regulate. Mm -hmm. I've done that a couple of times where like, Oh my gosh, I won't say what a student said out loud, but let's just say he was re He referenced a body part on oh, zoom fun. and like shouted out on <laughs> like, and I was like, okay. And like, I was like, yep. I could, I could react and get really angry and I could like totally call the kid out and like totally react in that way. Or I was like, Okay. Like, just like that. I was like, okay, um, I'm going to take a few breaths before I respond to this. Um, okay. I'm sending you a private message right now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, Regulate yourself before you start approaching that situation. Yeah, yeah. That, and you know, my, my assistant principal the other day posted this. Um, I, I know she got it from elsewhere, but it's like, you really can't control the situation. You can only control how you respond to it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what matters is like, how do you respond to this? How do you respond to adversity? How do you respond when technology has issues? How do you respond when a student might speak out, you know, and think about how you want them to like how you want them to act in the future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if you respond with love and care as challenging as that can be sometimes, like they're going to remember that, you know, and, and I think that it does take practice, but I think, you know, just, just showing them like how we would want, like if, if we made a mistake or if we did something, how we'd want the kids to treat us too. Mm -hmm. Like we wouldn't want them getting angry at us or yelling at us or doing things like that. And I think, you know, sometimes that can be um, forgotten or like right. we just, in the moment, we just kind of like react instead of taking a moment to think about how we want to respond. Right. Well, and you mentioned what you're in control of too. That's super mm -hmm. important because- I, I guarantee 90% of the things that are frustrating right now is completely out of our control. And so yes. <laughs> think about like, you can't control a school, school board. You can't control a kid's mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, You can't control the car that's driving by making noise on a kid's mm -hmm. you know, zoom call. Like you can't control any of that. And so right. if you mentally create a space in your head where you're just like, yep, 
compartmentalizing that, putting that away, like mm -hmm. just understanding and let, letting go of the things that you can't control, you're not letting that weight bog you down. You're focusing on like, okay, I've got this kid here. What can I do to help them? What can I do to, um, you know, regulate myself? What can I do to help them? Um, focusing on what you can control is so important. So. Yeah. And I think too, just like a, a piece of advice for teachers is like, if you are struggling with frustration, like, kind, like make a list of what you can control and what you can't. Mm -hmm. And then think about the things that you can control. Like you really only can control your responses. So not to say that you want to anticipate a student like acting out, but that that's going to happen. Like yeah. <laughs> whether it's this year or in the future. So like think, okay, if a student acts out in a certain way, how am I going to respond to it? And just keep that list by you because it, we make so many decisions day to day, especially now, like it's tenfold. And so sometimes like our brains just react. And so if you kind of just like think about it ahead of time, like make a list of what you can control and then, you know, what, what's going to happen if a student doesn't show up? Like what is going to be your approach to that? You know, what's going to happen if um, a student's having a really hard time, you know, mm -hmm. and they need to talk to you? Like what's going to be your approach to that too? Those yeah. are the things you can control. You yeah. can't control anything else. <laughs> and, and to add a little, yeah, that's uh, I think that's also like, yes, it's, it's kind of funny because it's a double-edged sword where mm -hmm. we want to be in control of those things. Um, but then right now it's the question of, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know right. how, like there's a lot of answers or there are a lot of questions left without answers right now. And that's, that's a very stressful part of all of this situation mm -hmm. is like, I saw like a, a social media post somewhere. It's like, what's the most repeated phrase um, since virtual or since pandemic learning has been going on. And it's like, turn your mute button on is number one. And then like, number two is like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, it's, yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, we don't know. And so you don't expect to get answers from people. You just have to be okay with trying. And you mm -hmm. know what, if like, if you mess up, so what, try, like, try yeah. again, try something different and like, be okay with, with giving yourself some grace and doing that. hundred um, you know, percent. And again, we repeated this so many times, like, what would you want your kids to be able to do? Like, mm -hmm. We expect our kids to make mistakes and bounce back from them. We should be okay with making mistakes too. Um, yeah. And like, just be open and honest about it. And if, if you're okay with making a mistake, like learn from it and just mm -hmm. make a change. Um, don't beat yourself up for making, you know, a little mistake here and there. Like we all do that. hundred percent. And I think the anxiety that students and teachers feel come from the, like not knowing what's going to mm -hmm. happen. So, you know, again, like you said, just like giving yourself grace, like, like it's so interesting because I've, I've mentored teachers in the past and it's like, if you have one bad day, that doesn't mean you're a bad teacher. If something doesn't go according to your plan, doesn't mean that you're a bad teacher. But how are you going to adjust and shift to be the teacher and like have it have the outcome that you want? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, like like we've said, like some of those things you can control, and you can only really control your intentions too. Like, what do you want? Like you spoke on this earlier. Like, what do you want the kids to take away from the lesson? Like, am I doing this just because I feel like I need to take the time to do it, or is it really going to be meaningful? And I think just focusing on those things will give us all more comfort in a very uncomfortable time. Yeah. That's a, and that's a lot to uh, take in. Like, I feel like we've talked a lot about a lot and it's been amazing. And I think the more we can simplify things for ourselves, the better. Mm -hmm. Again, less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more Absolutely. Kids, less is more for teachers. Right. Um, yes. Win-win all around. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you for listening to Schools of Thought, a podcast by Ed Essentials. Original music by Patrick Cunningham. Links to connect with us and our guests are in the show notes. Remember, always bring your best, and we'll see you next time on Schools of Thought.